0: As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Lightning like Lee Murray wanted to be world champion in the USC. He just happens to be involved in the largest cash robbery in the world It's definitely not saying <laughs> Showtime Sports presents The unbelievable true story About the MMA fighter Who pulled off one of the largest heists in history Huge amounts of money Armed gang Disguises Kidnapping this is The sort of thing you see in Hollywood films We've never seen that For real Catching lightning Streaming Friday April 7th Only on Showtime Streaming with Paramount Plus oh.
1: Orange Weekly, fans, brews, and Broncos news. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome to another edition of the Orange Weekly Post Game podcast in which the Broncos failed to win on the road against the Las Vegas Raiders, getting swept this season by them and their interim head coach, which of course also... Uh we're not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, but with a one percent chance to uh, to get in. That um that pretty
0: much does it for us, Rob. Yeah, um <clears throat> I'm I'm gonna say it now and I'll say it until the day I die. Fuck the Raiders. Well yes. Um <laughs> and yeah, it's it's disappointing to say the least. Um but it is what it is, man. We just gotta fight and struggle through the last couple games and see what happens next season. But, uh, yep. Win, lose, or draw orange and blue every day. Oh yeah. Every day. I mean, it's,
1: it's 90% of my wardrobe right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Including his boxers. Um, it, well, I was going to go that far, but you know, uh, if you're going to bring that up then no. <laughs> anyway, we're going to move on from that subject. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, lots of things, um, to still talk about. And, you know, I will say, you know, in, in previous years, uh, even though this is the sixth year in a row, we won't be in the playoffs. Um, you know, we've played meaningful f- football, or at least we've been in meaningful football games, um, through the entirety of December, um, versus the last couple of years. It's pretty much like early December. And we pretty much already know in the final four or five games that we're done Right. Um, so at least we made it this far. Um, there is improvement there. Look, we still got two chances to win against against, um, some divisional teams there against the chargers and the chiefs. Um, you know, the big one is, can we beat the chiefs at home, uh, to at least end that, uh, that drought there. Um, forget whatever asterisks would be next to that game of, well, they rested their starters or, or whatnot. I don't care at this point. Like, well, we'll take what we can get. Um, and hopefully just set us up for some success and some, some positivity going into next year. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to really look at um, that a lot of rumors will be coming out. A lot, a lot of speculations going to be happening is already happening about what's going to happen with organization from not just the ownership, but, uh, the coaches and everything. I think obviously the only one whose whose job is safe is George Payton. Um, and you know we'll talk about what he's going to do as well. But let's start with the game and uh, rewind ourselves a little bit here, Rob. So before the game started, kind of walk me through and walk everyone through what uh, what your initial thoughts were before this.
0: Well, like I say every week, I sound like a broken record, but I was <laughs> I was hopeful. I was. I was hoping that, you know, we had a spectacular week of practice, not just a great week of practice. <laughs> um, and I was, I was hoping that, you know, Pat Shermer had a game plan in place that would be effective. And, uh, you know, uh, unfortunately, Pat Shermer did Pat Shermer things, yep. and which we'll get into. But, uh, you know, I, I was hopeful. You know, Drew Locke, uh, you know, when he came in for Teddy Bridgewater looked good uh, in the previous game against the Bengals, uh you know but we all know how that turned out and so you know like i said unfortunately i'm a broken record i was hopeful and uh you know unfortunately the game turned out the way the game turned out but uh you know kevin i'm sure you were well i don't know yeah. you kind of adapted david's uh, yeah. uh sentiment of just being dead inside,
1: <laughs> dead inside. i'll be drinking and uh, just enjoying watching football but past that whatever happens happens now Um, you know, things happen. Like if you had told me before the game that, uh, you know, the, the turnover ratio would be three to zero in favor of the Broncos. I probably would have laughed at you. I would have not, not probably. I would have straight up laughed at you in your face. Like you're telling me that we're going to get three turnovers and not uh, zero from the Broncos. Um, the reason I picked up the biggest defense on my fantasy team in the one playoff game I was in, which I lost, but um was because I was like, well, they're probably good for at least one interception, you know. Um, the way the Broncos offense is going, low-scoring game, get one or two interceptions, you know, that should help me out. And Zero interceptions from Drew Locke. Um, so if you had then told me even further that we would get three, inter- or three turnovers and not turn over the ball ourselves at all and still lose the game, I would have thought you were – absolutely crazy you know but here we are man here we are that's what happened
0: yeah and you know credit where credit is is due you know I definitely give uh, Drew Locke credit for not having any interceptions um you know he was 15 of 22 for 153 yards uh which again based on previous performances um I was I was okay with um you know I thought he he threw the ball well. Um, we did have a, a few drops, few very important drops, mm-hmm. um, and we we unfortunately, which is very uncharacteristic of Brandon McManus, we did have a missed field goal, uh, which was definitely points that we we needed. Um, and, and like I've said before, you don't see that out of Brandon McManus. You know, we don't call him Money McManus for no uh, mm-hmm. no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I'm I'm hoping that that's not a trend moving forward. Um, but, uh, you know, credit where credit is drew. I think drew lock played, you know, pretty well given the circumstances, uh, given the fact that the offensive line, uh, I don't feel performed as well as they no. should have. Uh, but I, uh, I don't even want to say it cause it just hurts too bad. I will give the Raiders off or excuse me, defensive line credit, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, Crosby, Crosby is a beast. Let's just yeah, face is. it. Um, you know, if if somehow Denver could pry him from the Raiders, I think that would be beneficial to us. Oh, sure. But I don't think that's gonna happen. So hmm. it is what it is, man. But you know, like I said, I gotta give credit where credit is, is due. And I think Drew Locke played decent given the circumstances.
1: Yeah. Um, if you're listening to this on uh you know iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, appreciate you tuning in. Uh we do this show as well live on YouTube, so we do have some Uh, viewer comments, uh, popping in the the chat here we'll address throughout the show. So stick with us guys. And we'll, we'll definitely get to your comments as the show goes along. Um, one thing I want to touch on really quickly was the McManus missed, I think 55 or field field goal attempt. Uh, and you saw a heated exchange, um between, uh, Brandon and coach Mangio there. And part of the thing was, you know, gave him four seconds to get that kickoff, man four or five seconds on a 55 yard attempt, you know, um, that's a situation where take a timeout, you know, yeah. if you're rushing your kicker onto the field, because one, you can't make a decision on if you're going for it or not. Um, you know, I, I understand that apparently there was some confusion as to where the ball was getting spotted so you know that takes 20 seconds off the clock you know figuring out hey are we going to go for it to kick it or whatnot but if if you're then going to decide to kick it give your kicker a chance even McManus is human and needs more than four or five seconds to line up for a 55 yard kick that's not just a chip shot you know um so that's where i would you know people might have gone off you know fangio for taking a time out there i think that would have been a great call i think it's it's even worse that he didn't take a time out there and then got upset at Brandon McManus for for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, and and Kev, I mean mistake, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, which I don't think I am, but don't we have people up in the box that can see down on the field and see where the ball is spotted? Like couldn't they be like, "Hey, it's 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 not that close, take a timeout" mm-hmm. or or something? Like I I just I mm-hmm. just don't understand this coaching staff. I really don't. You know, no. y- you have people in the box and and even I not being there would have said, take a fucking timeout and, and right. give him a minute. You know, at, at least you know, let him. You know, hey, this is 55 yards. You, you know, are you good? Mm-hmm. You know, give him a second. Like, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, Don't again, but it goes back. It goes back to what we've been saying all year. Either Fangio uses all the timeouts or doesn't use any of the timeouts. There's like nowhere in between that he mm-hmm. falls.
1: Right. And, you know, I think a lot of that is attributed to him focusing all on the defense. You know, he's not, his number one priority is not the head coaching responsibilities. And that's the only thing I could figure out if, you know, look, has he gotten better since his first year? Sure. But it's still not great. I mean, the number of mistakes he makes for a third year head coach is still uh, way out there compared to much. other head coaches it's way too much and it's because he's too focused on the defense now a lot of people out there might say uh yeah but look at this we have like one of the top if not the number one defense in a lot of categories okay great look at the teams we've played the lions the jaguars the jets the giants uh the washington football team um the, we the did beat the cowboys you know, we did beat okay, that's the one outlier, you know, I would say where we held uh, a really strong playoff team, or at least contender, what looks to be a contender. I mean, the way they routed uh, Washington the other night was hilarious. What, 56 to 14? Like, holy crap, you know?
0: I I Um, don't know, bro. I went to bed at like eight o'clock. I was like, this isn't even a game.
1: It's not. It's not. (laughs) So, um, you know, okay, cool. So, you know, you can look at that game, but in general, it should be like, well, cool. You should look good against those teams, you know. Uh, but then there, there's been other games where, you know, the Broncos defense did not hold up. You know, um, the Eagles put 30 on us. Uh, the Chargers 28, the Chiefs 22, which, you know, were 16 offensive, but still they got that pick six. Um uh, the Raiders earlier on put up 34 against us, the Steelers, 27, the Ravens, 23. Um, so, you know, there's still these games where the, the more competent teams are making Fangio's defense look average, maybe slightly above average. Um, so I, I'm not buying the narrative anymore that Fangio's defense is all it's cracked up to be. I mean, you put this team against um, you know, a and in a much tougher schedule, they're probably, you know, between 15 and and number 10 in the league defense-wise at best. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, I believe if I remember correctly, coming into yesterday's game, Denver's defense was uh, ranked fourth in the league. If mm-hmm. I remember the broadcast correctly, um, which is it's which is impressive. I mean, a top five defense. Uh, you know, you can't – I mean, obviously you could ask for better at being number one, but still, <laughs> with the way things are going and, and everything that we've had stacked against us the entire season, you know, I, I, I'm i impressed with our defense. I think, sure. you know, you know, I think we, we've done pretty well. Could we have done better? Absolutely. But at the same time, and even some of the players, you know, said it in their post-press uh, conference, uh, you know, interviews – you know, the defense can't do everything. Like the offense has to score. Um, yep. I believe Shelby yep. Harris was quoted as saying that the offense has to score. And, the offense has know, to get
1: more than 16 or what was it, 18 rushing yards. Like,
0: uh, yeah, I, I yeah. don't know how many people, you know, that I, I spoke to about the game. They were like, y'all had 16. Y-. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't want to talk about that.
1: Was that was tied show. for, I don't know, maybe not tied, but that was either tied or the third worst rushing game in Broncos history.
0: We've had less
1: than 16 rush yards in a game, but that was the third worst in over 50 years Uh, uh, or 60 years now of Broncos history.
0: uh, How far have we have fallen, you know? Mm -hmm. It it hurts. It hurts my soul.
1: And that does kind of get to – so one of the first comments we have here, uh, Drake, thanks for watching. Uh, He's asking with uh, potential head coaches now being able to be interviewed – Who do you think Peyton is going to call up first? Now, the one thing to remember, everybody, is uh, in order for the Broncos to officially interview uh, new head coaching candidates, they have to first fire their current head coach. Um, And so as of right now, there are only two teams in the league that are able to do that, and that's the Raiders and the uh, Jaguars. So unless the Broncos fire Fangio before, you know, um, Black Monday, they're they're not going to be able to officially interview anyone. Now, one of the big names I keep coming back to is Dan Quinn. Um, you know, I know some people, you know, th- there's going to be a lot of division on who the Bronco, who Broncos country thinks, you know, the next head coach should be. Uh, for me, someone like Dan Quinn coming in is going to be really big on focusing on the changing the culture and totally revamping the culture in the building. Uh, I mean, it's a retread head coach. Um, you know, he has been to the Super Bowl, um, with the Falcons, you know, he's done really good things in, uh, in Dallas, you know, he is defensive minded. I know a lot of people are just, you know, dying to have an offensive minded head coach and I get it. I do. But I think right now the bigger picture is we need somebody to come in and, and, um, who has head coaching experience and that can change the culture in a, in a very positive way.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I think with the end of Dan Quinn's term in Atlanta, um, makes me a little leery about him. But, um, you know, I mean, if he can come in and change the culture and kind of light a, a spark and a fire and, and set some standards and, and hold guys accountable to those standards, um, you know, why not give him a shot? I mean, hell, we've done worse with, you know, the name that shall not be said. And Vance Joseph. So, you know, and, and that's what I don't understand. Like, you know, Vance Joseph sucked as a head coach. But then he goes to, you know, Arizona and is decent. I mean, granted, he's not the head coach. He's just the D.C. But still, it's like, like, what did 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 you just hate us? Like, what the right. hell? I mean, it's the same thing with the name that shall not be said. Like, I feel, you know, and <laughs> my dad kind of has this – uh this, uh, uh, conspiracy theory about the name that should not be said that he purposely was sent in there to dismantle Denver from the inside (laughs) out. Do I believe it? Um, It's not totally outlandish. It's (laughs) not. I mean, I mean, you know, let's face it. The Patriots got caught cheating how many fucking times? Right. But, uh, you know, I mean, that might be a little far fetched, not by much, but a little much,
1: (laughs) not by much, but I wouldn't put money on it, but if somebody like proved it, I'd also be like, well, I'm not totally surprised. Like,
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's the sad part is, you know, he let go of some really good players, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, uh, uh, and of course now I can't think of, but you know, Brandon Marshall was one that, that, that left out of there. We traded Cutler for Orton. Um, I don't know if that was a terrible idea, but you know, I feel like, um, jade cutler was better than orton at that time once he got his diabetes under control and everything but
1: uh right you
0: know um <laughs> i mean it is what it is um i know there's a tight end and i can't think of his name not scheffler um gosh
1: dang it not slotman um no that's alignment that's yeah that's the center
0: uh tony tony, tony is it scheffler
1: No, yeah, it might be I, i'd have to look
0: Eh, we'll have to look it up we'll save it for trivia night but anyway <laughs> there you go um you know yeah so uh, you know it, it is what it is you know i i agree with you kev being mad about it and and freaking out about it it's not gonna change anything yeah. you know i'm just gonna root for the 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 next couple games and 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 pray to the football gods that they make better decisions so
1: yeah exactly um let's see uh dan asks are we surprised if fangio thinks he should get another season we'll start with that part first uh no i think you ask anybody whose job is on the line uh, i mean how many of them are going to stand up there in front of the press and say you know what guys you're right i shouldn't be here right now (laughs) like like who's going to stand in front of and i'm not trying to like make fun of you dan or anything like that i'm just saying like how how funny would it be if if somebody was asked do you deserve to be back next year as head coach and they just stood there and they said you know what
0: no nah
1: nah (laughs) You know, why why am I here still? Like they haven't fired me yet. Like I don't know why they haven't
0: fired me. Like, why am I still here? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're um, keeping him around for the meatballs he makes at Christmas time. Right, Who knows?
1: Maybe that's like, oh yeah, after after I make those meatballs for the Christmas party or end of your party, they'll fire me, but uh not yet. Um look, I'm not surprised he said that. That's Fanju is very good at coach speak, you know, that he's gonna say the right things that you know it's it's a dumb question to ask to begin with, you know, like, you know, do you think you deserve to be back next year? What That's a stupid question. Out of all the questions you could ask somebody uh, and a head coach following that game, you ask them, do you deserve to be back next year? What answer do you think you're going to get, Mr. I don't know who even asked that question.
0: Um, yeah, I'm sure it, yeah. it was one of those beat writers that, you know, just yeah. wants to take whatever exactly. words he can get out of them and, and twist it and turn it and, you know, turn it into some clickbait story. So, yeah. um
1: then dan second part here uh will fangio go down as the worst head coach in the nfl and broncos history definitely not the nfl history i mean um there's a list of names i could go through here that are absolutely terrible i mean um starting with uh this year's uh urban meyer (laughs) <laughs> I am, uh, right there. If you're, if anybody says that Vic Fangio is a worse head coach than Urban Meyer, I, I'd, I'd be like, dude, what, what are you smoking? <laughs> Cause hey, I definitely our, don't want some.
0: You're hey, tripping, least, man. At least our coach wasn't caught out at a, at a bar with college teenagers and, uh-huh. you know, letting that kind of crap go on. Right. Um,
1: you know, In addition to the losing and what uh, apparently or supposedly
0: kicking a player or something like. Bro, could you imagine if if he did that to McManus? McManus would get up and punch him right in the mouth. Oh yeah, there's like there's guaranteed you'd be like, like now yeah. I don't need this job, but you ain't gonna kick me, right? Um, in, in in my two cents, the the top of the list is the name that shall not be said, mm-hmm. uh, and then Vance Joseph, mm-hmm. and, and and then uh, Fangio. I'm sure there might be one or two in between. Uh, you know, maybe throw Dan Reeves, yeah, a little bit in there. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe. But uh, you know, yeah, no, definitely uh, definitely not the worst, but definitely not anywhere near any of the good. Right. You know, now, there's good, better, and best. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, I wouldn't say that he's the worst in NFL history by a long shot. He's just not good. That doesn't mean he's the worst, and I don't think anybody's going to put him up with the worst, but... He has, I mean, he has a lot of not good numbers. I mean, the the home record under Fangio is not good at all. I mean, we don't really have a home field advantage. Um, his biggest one, his biggest one, is the fact that we are one and twenty-two when we are losing at halftime. One and twenty-two, and yesterday was almost one and twenty-three. You know, because if it hadn't been for Bradley Chubb's awesome, you know, interception. Uh, and almost bringing it back to to the end zone for a pick six. I mean, he got to the one-yard line, but um, he almost got there. So if it weren't for that, we would have been losing at halftime. Um, and I can't say that we would have come back from that. I mean, just the way, you know, things were going. So, um, you know, that would have been 1-23. Um, but either way, the 1-22 when you're losing at halftime is a horrendous record to have. Uh, and I think that speaks a lot. So, um, Also speaks a lot about an organization when you can get three turnovers and you still lose the game. Like how often has that happened? Um, that just, that just shows how inept your entire offense is. And uh, a lot of it isn't just, a lot of it wasn't Drew Locke. I mean, he had zero turnovers. Uh, the interesting stat was we were uh, an, an interesting stat was we were one for 10 on third down conversions. You know, which, which one, Third down
0: we converted on Rob? Uh probably the least one expected.
1: It was the pass interference where the Raiders player was like ripping Judy's shirt whoever it was was like ripping his shirt off, like as you know the yeah, receiver was running away.
0: Does that, that was surprise one. you?
1: <laughs> that was the one. Well, now if you want to dive at it a little deeper, uh Drew Locke was five for seven on third downs. And we essentially um, got zero third down conversions minus that penalty one. So that that shows that we are not throwing to the sticks.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and like I said before, you know, we had a couple key drops, one from Judy, one from uh, Albert Ogilwebenom. No, and you, th- you got to say it like
1: the, uh, the announcer. I can't. I can't. way, so, I think is how was he so said it. so bad. I was Oku-nabun-we. yelling at my Oku-nabun-we.
0: TV. Oku-nabun-we.
1: It's like, dude, you – it's, it's phonetically pronounced, like printed in front of you, and you've had a whole <laughs> week to practice this. Like by now, this isn't like week one where we're like, oh, we got to figure out how to say this name. Everybody knows that this is the name on the Broncos. You've got to figure out how to pronounce. oku Wei bu nam Say that 20 times. You'll be just fine when his name pops up in the broadcast. You but no, know, he, I- came, he came up with Okunwabunwe.
0: Bro, it was hey, so bad. I was like, I literally rewinded it because I'm like, there's no way he said it that wrong.
1: He said, O-K-W-E-B-N-O. no, he
0: said it that wrong.
1: <laughs> I, was yeah, like, I don't know what's worse, the Broncos' offense or that attempt at saying <laughs> Uh I'm gonna
0: go with the uh, announcer's attempt. Um, so, just a little, a little fun fact here. If you had to guess without looking it up, how many wins the name that shall not be said and Vance Joseph had? Could you guess it? Hmm. Wins, total wins. But you know,
1: I would say it was in the realm of what five over a span of five years there.
0: Well, between the two of them, so twenty-five wins. So you're close. So if you combine them, they had twenty-two wins together. Ah,
1: damn news. Yeah, I kind of averaged. They,
0: The name that shall not be said went eleven and Mm seventeen, and Vance Joseph went eleven and twenty-one. Vic Fangio is right behind them at twelve and twenty currently, according to what I'm looking at currently. Hmm. Whether or not that's completely up to date, I'm not going to trust it. But um, that is that is very interesting that Hmm. those three are kind of just stacked right there. Yeah. Uh, Now, granted, I did sort by uh, wins. Uh, number of wins, but uh, you know, still, that's that's very very interesting. Um, right. And the the best one, obviously, is uh, Shanahan. Uh, he was uh, let me make sure I got my columns lined up here. He was one hundred and thirty eight and eighty six over that his tenure from ninety five to two thousand eight. Jeez. And just below him was Dan Reeves uh, at one hundred and ten and seventy three. From 81 to 92, uh, and then, you know, Fox and a mm-hmm. uh, couple of coaches. I don't recognize the name, so that was obviously way before I was born. Like
1: the 60s, probably,
0: yeah. Uh, 70s, yeah, 70s. 80s. 70s. Uh, and then Gary Kubiak, who I I was a personal fan of Gary Kubiak as the coach. Yeah. He was 32 and 21, uh, and that was in a span of a year, two, uh, 15 to 16. Mm-hmm. So... You know, I really wish he would have stayed, uh, but I definitely understand that health health comes ab- above all else. So yeah, yeah. Uh good old Kubiak.
1: Good times there. <laughs> um, now let's see. Uh, if we're looking for a coach to bring in culture change, uh, Drake here would consider Matt Eberfloss Eberflus, the DC from Indy. I don't know much about him to be honest with you. Um, my thing is. Um, if they're able to do it, great. I do want somebody who's had prior head coaching experience though. Um, I don't care if they're a coordinator right now. Um, I, I want a, a retread of a head coach because I want somebody who has shown that they can manage timeouts. They can manage a game. Um, they know what it takes to be a head coach and that they've, they at least have some experience doing it. You know, I don't want any of this. Oh, it's a first time head coach he's going to need a year or two to figure out how to manage the game. You know, okay. I'm not, I'm not playing that game anymore. I'm, I'm so over it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like
0: Kevin, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this one because I've been thinking about it and I think you're right. We do need someone that has experience and knows how to be a head coach. My, I guess if I can't have a, a young spit and vinegar, you know, kind of head coach. I guess I'll take experience uh, over over the yeah. latter. Um, however, I feel like we definitely do need somebody that, like you said, can come in there and change the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Kubiak, I, I feel like you know he had those those uh, attributes. Yep. Um, you know, I was even i was and I'll be honest, I was even a fan of John Fox there for a little while for a little
1: bit early you know, on. I,
0: yeah, I think John Fox. You know, he was he was decent in the beginning, um, but uh, ah, yeah, I don't know how much and, of that
1: was Peyton made him look good. You know, yeah,
0: yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 obviously, we'll probably get into this in later shows, but you know, it's a matter of who is going to be available to be a head coach. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. who who is going to say, hey, I want to throw my hat in the ring. Versus, you know, hey, we want to interview him, and now we re-signed him. The hell with you, right? So, you know, that's that's a whole nother avenue that's going to have to be explored.
1: Yeah. Look, time will tell, and let's not ignore the possibility that Fanji will be back next year.
0: Don't put That, that is out there. a
1: possibility.
0: Don't put it out there.
1: It's already out there. Damn it! It's already out there. If you know. If Fangio says, look, I'll, I'm going to replace Shermer and Tom McMahon, um, I don't I don't see this happening. I think it's a long shot. Like, I, I don't – but let's say this happened. I, I could see them saying, like, let's, you know, try and stop the, you know, constant turnover of head coaches and give you one more year um, with – Hopefully, somebody like Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, and let's face it, those guys come in and it, it's pretty much going to be a hey, you are you run the offense, like you do what you want to do, <laughs> you know, yeah. like this is your team to this is your offense to run. Fangio goes, I'm going to go over here and focus on the defense. Um, to me, that would suggest that we're still going to have the head coaching struggles because he still is not going to know how to manage a game. He's going to be too focused on running the defense. Uh, and all those things, but at least you know it, it could. I don't know, man. I could see it potentially happening.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, and I would, I would almost, almost be okay with that. You know, if they, if they said, you know, look, you're a great defensive coach. We want to keep you on as the DC, and bring somebody else in to be the head coach. That's um, not going to happen, though. Well, you never know. Uh, that, you know but, how awkward that would be though
1: hey like, there's a reason teams don't do that there's a hey, reason why it's incredibly off- or incredibly rare for that to happen
0: hey if payton sat him down and said look either you do this or you don't have a job you think he would take it
1: i think he would say i'm gonna try and you know get a head coaching job somewhere
0: else all right see ya at least give him yeah. the ultimatum now you know. Say, look, we think you're a great defensive coach. We'd like to keep you on to run the defense. Let you solely focus on that, or right. get the hell out of town. You know, right? Um, and and I and I, I actually read this today uh, in the little bit of free time that I did have. I did not realize that the Seahawks went five or are currently five and ten. Mm-hmm. I I I Definitely. and 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 that really makes me be like, mm, I don't know if I want Russell Wilson
1: so the thing with Russell Wilson is you're going to get uh long or more longevity with him than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think there's a lot of, you know, cultural things going on wrong within the Seahawks organization as well. Um, and they are eliminated. They are eliminated. So cheers to that. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, I think there's just a lot of things there. They're looking to move on themselves. Um, you know, I think this has been a long time coming. Um, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson is obviously a, a number two in terms of talent uh, compared to Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but you're going to get more time to build a team around him um, and support him, you know. So, uh, and I don't know. There's, there's so many just different things here that could play out. Um, you know, going back to my, we need a culture change you're not going to get that if you keep Fangio, even as the DC, you're just not like you keep the old guard in there in some capacity. One, it's awkward. And two, you know, we, I don't know. I want this team to see a, you know, a clean slate. There is one coach that I would want to stay. And that's Mike Munchak because he's done a pretty damn good job with the offensive line.
0: Well, I, I hate to to rain on in your parade general. on that. Yeah, okay, in general, but uh, you know the offensive line did not look spectacular against the Raiders yesterday. No, no. Um, you know there was a there was a few games that they I feel like they should have played better. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I mean, I guess if you're looking at it a whole as a whole, uh, I mean, yeah, I guess he did okay. Um, you know, he could have done a lot worse, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, You know, I I don't see any other viable offense. Whatever happened to that player that was like, is he still with us that, like, played for us, and he's, like, the assistant offensive line coach or something? Mm. I can't remember his name. I know I'd recognize it if I saw it, but um, I I, I wonder whatever happened with him. I can't remember his name. I got to look that up. Mm -hmm. That's going to bug me.
1: Uh, honestly, if, if Fangio goes, they're all going, you know, they're going to wipe the slate clean. Um, it'll be interesting to see who the new head coach would, you know, who we'd invite to come back or stay with the team. Um, but, um, I don't know. My whole thing is we need to start fresh. And so it's going to be interesting to see what, what these guys do. Um, Dan makes a good point here. If we get a new owner, and it's more like when we get a new owner, whether that's this year or next year, but if we get a new owner and Fangio is still here, he could see that being Peyton's downfall. Um, I'd have some questions if I was a new owner. You know, hey, hey, George, why, why'd you keep this guy around? You know, I'm already going to start looking at you like, do I trust your decision making? Um, now, you know, look, uh, not to get too far ahead of ourselves. Like, let's see what he does. You know, and criticize anything we feel needs to be criticized after he's done it or hasn't done it. Um, you know, if Black Monday comes and goes, and Fangio still has his job, then
0: then he should be made to answer for that okay. decision. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I definitely agree with you. You know, if if certain dis- if certain things don't change, then he needs to answer for those decisions. Yeah, and they better be damn good answers because. Mm-hmm. You know, as we all know, you know, Denver's uh, fan base is one of the loyal, most loyal and diehard fan bases out there. And, you know, granted, I I don't think, you know, the the fan base would turn its back, but you know, you're going to lose a lot of, a lot of support. Look, you already Um, have 9,000,
1: 10,000, 12,000 no-shows a game. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: Absolutely, I mean that's that's the beginning of it, and and I think that the Denver brass, Mm -hmm. um, granted we don't have an owner right now, but the upper echelon of the of the organization I think needs to take notice of that and go, we got to do something to get butts back in the seats. I'll tell you what, when we had Timmy Tebow, there wasn't a damn seat left in that place because that dude, granted he wasn't the best quarterback out there, but he He made plays. He brought, he, he brought people in, he made plays, and he, you know, I mean, hell, I almost had four car- coronary, uh, you know, oh, incidences yeah. myself just watching the damn games. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I mean, hell, I still got my Timmy Tebow jersey in the closet. So, yep. you know, I'm a fan for sure. But, yep. uh, you know, he, like I said, I still think we did him wrong. I said that before, um, and, and I don't want to see us do wrong by Drew Locke because, like I said, I think he has the ability and he has the talent to be the quarterback. We just have to get the appropriate OC and coaching staff to help coach him up a little bit. And, you know, let's see if he takes that Josh Allen leap.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Dan, the no-shows are because Shermer and Fangio weren't fired yet and because F- uh, Broncos fans are losing trust in Payton. Uh, my... My response to that is, what, what has Peyton done to make us lose interest in, or uh, uh, trust in him? Uh, and what I'm getting at is, any good leader of an organization is not going to come into office and on day one, make overhauling changes, sweeping changes on day one. Any good leader is going to come into office and come into their position and should give it some time so that they can evaluate where things are. Look, Fangio was still in his contract year. Okay. Hey, Fangio, I'm going to see how this plays out. You know, you're at a contract year. You know that, you know, this is your staff you make the decisions you tell me what you need and i will support you and i will get you those things but after this evaluation i'm going to be needing to make some decisions and a lot of good uh i mean a lot of horror stories i've heard and some i've seen myself um have been from people who come into a leadership position and on day one they go I'm changing everything to the way I want it to be done. Everyone sits back and goes, whoa, 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 who are you? We don't know you, you don't, you don't understand how things work here. You don't understand the personnel. You understand the culture. You don't understand the organization. You need to give it some time and I respect Peyton for doing it that way. Coming in here, I have a six year contract. I need to see where this team is going. And you look at him, George Payne has done a great job in the draft.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
1: so, just right off the bat, his draft class is doing fantastic. You know, uh, the moves he made, the players we got to, uh, to bring in some young talent. Um, and, you know, we're going to see if that is a continual thing, but that is a big positive right there. But, now that the evaluation period is nearing its end, you know, um, George Payton's going to need to make some decisions. And now it's going to start being, you know, now it's my team. Now I'm the one making the calls. You know, I sat back. I watched. I took notes. I learned. I saw where things were. I saw where th- I see where things are now. Uh, and here's the direction we need to go based off of all of that. I respect him for doing all of that. So no, I haven't. I haven't lost respect in, in George Payne. Anybody else? should, I mean, give them some time to you know, and then base your your opinion of them um, off of their decisions.
0: So uh, you know, speaking to that uh, Fangio, who is sixty three, um, signed a four year contract in January twenty nineteen that included a team option for twenty twenty three. So oh, I thought
1: this was a contract year. That's my fault then.
0: Yeah. No, okay. you're good. That's mm. that's why I'm bringing it up. So, um, you know, and I was wrong earlier. Uh, currently, he is 19 and 28 with two games remaining. So, you know, with that being said, um, another name that I uh, that I have seen uh, come up as far as a head coaching candidate, and I don't know what his contract situation is, but what are your thoughts on good old Sean Payton?
1: i George like him. Payton,
0: sean payton
1: Ah, uh, it's a sign uh... <laughs> Peyton manning
0: oh um, hey hey i'll take the Peyton's. three p's p pq baby it's <laughs>
1: jeez uh, you know. uh i have I, I have nothing against him i mean what he's done in um um in st um uh, new orleans has has been really good and um <laughs> Uh, I think, you know, we were talking about somebody who could come in and build, a, you know, change the culture, build it in a positive direction, but has that head coaching experience under, um, you know, while leading teams of Super Bowls. And, well, let's see, did he ever go to the Super Bowl with Drew Brees? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah that's what I thought. Yeah he, yeah, he won that Super Bowl. With, he won right. Drew Brees' only Super Bowl. Yep. Um, oh, so, yeah. I'm looking trying to think of anything Sean,
1: that he's done that wouldn't be good for the Broncos.
0: Looking up Sean Payton's uh, – Contract. It looks like he signed a five-year extension to keep him there through twenty twenty-six. So mm. that may not happen, at least in the near future. But uh, yeah, it it was a good it was a good thought there for a minute. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, it'd be cool. Don't be wrong. Um, but that's that's a good point. You know, so another reason that George Payton didn't hire any head coaches this year is because by the time he got the job, all the essentially the Time worthy candidates of for the head coaching positions were hired, were you know, with other teams. So, and who are what are you gonna do in the middle of the season? Are you gonna promote okay. Pat Shermer to often, you know, interim head coach? Oh no. for the love of
0: God, no. Wasn't he right? the Giants like, head coach for a minute?
1: Yeah, and look how that went. You know, it's like we had no options, you know. So even if even if George Payton was like, I am so over you, dude pretty much no matter what in the in the worst case scenario it was all I'm keeping you because there's no one else to fill your spot right now
0: yeah and seeing so, and seeing the fact that we I don't want to necessarily say stuck with Fangio till 2023 or through 2023 um now if they if they were to fire him Denver would still have to pay him for those years am i am i wrong on there's
1: that? i'm sure there's something in the contract that's that stipulates exactly what he'd be what you know what money's guaranteed no matter what versus if yeah. he works out his full contract um i'm sure that's that's nothing compared to some of these player salaries though you know the head coaches get fired all the time
0: yeah that's true you know? i mean yeah look at it uh, <laughs> it's one of those things
1: it, we're not gonna yeah look at urban meyer Um, now I'm sure he violated some things in his contract that nullified some of his salary or any guarantee, but, uh, (laughs) I'm sure there wasn't anything in there for player abuse. Like (laughs) if you abuse a player, then uh, we're nullifying this contract. I don't know. Hey, he's
0: lucky Josh Lambeau didn't get up and drop kick him. Right. Right. That would have been the best highlight of all time. Dude, that'd been great. That'd have been so
1: good. (laughs) God. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting. Like we're going to see what potential head coaches are available and are they better than Fangio, you know, based off of what George Payton is looking for, you know, George Payton may be looking for, you know, um, a, a young guy that's really fiery, come in, bring in new ideas, uh, revamp the team in a new way. Um, you know, and, and is a brand new head coach, you know? That might be what he wants. He might be looking at what I'm trying to describe and somebody who's been around the block is not necessarily the, you know, flashiest guy, but is going to, you know, hold players accountable and change the culture, knows how to be a head coach, you know, and didn't totally suck like Pat Schirmer did, you know, Um, I don't know.
0: Kevin, we got uh, we got a, a minute here. I just kind of want to run through just uh, a, a couple names uh, as far as potential head coaching candidates. I know you don't want to go through that rabbit no. too much, um, but uh, okay. you know the the top on the list is Eric Bieniemy, offensive coordinator of the Chiefs.
1: So my question there is, why? What does he? What does he do?
0: Uh, is well, he calling
1: the plays? Is he calling
0: the offensive plays? We need to get you in the Denver Broncos front office. I like it already. (laughs) So, I mean, you could, yeah. I
1: mean, I wish, like, if you could, I would gladly take that job. But, but my that's that's my response is why, you know? Well, you could say, well, you know, look at the Chiefs offense. Well, great. Is he the one calling the Chiefs offense? No,
0: he's not calling
1: the offensive plays. Uh,
0: what about uh, Brian, Byron, Leftwich. From the Bucks,
1: is he the DC? Uh, no, he's the OC. He's the OC,
0: according to what I'm reading. But again, that's that's kind of the same I don't know question. enough about is him. He calling the plays? Well, in that case, you know, I mean, he played. I would in say no because Tom out Brady's out.
1: running that offense. <laughs> like, you know, but here you have a guy who, um knows what it's like to be on a championship championship team i guess with somebody like tom brady maybe he can do it but again that'd be my same response is what what has he done other than he's just on a winning just because you're somebody on a winning team right now doesn't mean that you're going to be good as a head coach
0: absolutely i agree with that 100 Mm -hmm. Uh, then we got brian dabble offensive coordinator from the bills
1: don't recognize the name.
0: Yeah, no, nah, me neither. Raheem Moore's defensive coordinator from the Rams.
1: Now that one I've heard before. Do um, you look the? You know, I mean, the Bills have uh, or the the Rams have kind of turned things around, especially defensively.
0: Yeah, yeah. The I last couple years,
1: so you could see that he's, you know.
0: And we're just going to skip over the name that shall not be said because yeah, he's uh, available we, will, again. we will never do that again. And if we People... do, I will riot.
1: No, some team will do it though, because look at what the Cardinals, except what the Cardinals have lost two in a row, one of which was to the Lions. So,
0: well, well he was supposed <laughs> to take the job with the Colts and then backed out.
1: Yeah, he's a kind of a douchebag
0: because he realized eh, I suck. Anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then the last one just on this short list is. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, offensive coordinator for the Packers. Ooh, what so we, that one what I have we... heard a lot because
1: because you get Aaron Rodgers. Uh-huh. At, well, you get Hackett. Uh-huh. You get Hackett first. Even more incentive for Mister Rogers, Rogers, Rogers to, town, to come to town, baby. Right now,
0: this yes, is a sir. dude
1: that understands you, that has worked with you, is going to give you the reins of the offense. You know, I like it, I like it in that regard. (laughs) Now, my question still would be again, you know, um, I need to dig more into their their background, figure out, you know, are they somebody that could um change the culture, turn the team around, you know, kind of a thing. But that one is so other than uh Dan Quinn, uh, Hackett is probably uh, on the top of my list there too for that reason,
0: yeah, absolutely. I, I, I saw now the the question
1: then becomes. What if you don't get Aaron Rodgers? Then was that a bad decision? Damn you and your monkey wrenches. You're gonna have to hire the head coach before you, you know, before free agency starts. So is that worth it? Unless you have some unofficial behind you know, behind closed doors, you know, agreement that yes, you know, once free agency hits, we'll make this trade with you to send aaron Rodgers to you out there in denver you know and it's hush hush you know
0: hey you go say this to that guy
1: yeah exactly
0: here here's five hundred dollars go say this to that guy
1: and if anybody asks you have no idea what's happening so
0: hey if anybody in the nfl needs anybody to say anything to anybody not officially i'll give you my address you can send the checks to my house i'll do it
1: i'll do it i'll make the call you
0: fly me out i'll put a suit on and go deliver the news exactly. myself
1: and yourself get some burner phones you'll be fine you'll be uh, fine um look there's a lot of different directions that we could go um so it's it sucks to be I, having these conversations again but um I there's really just like a lot of options
0: one. i really like that last one mm-hmm. now you got that stuck in my head right now i'm like Oh, that would be perfect,
1: right? Oh, right.
0: I'm thinking, I'm thinking, like the name that shall not be said.
1: <laughs> oh wait,
0: no, sorry, we're thinking better than him. Never mind.
1: Yeah, better than him. I hope. So anyway, look, you know, option F or whatever on that list, Dick Van Yeah, Just let's saying. keep him. At,
0: let's keep him at F. I'll give no, him an
1: F for effort. Give him an F. I put him there for a reason, but he's on the list at that position. So we'll see, man. Um, You know, there's – we're going to have a lot better idea of what type of GM George Payton is, you know, in the next, you know, coming months. New head coach, the coaching staff, what he does in free agency. This will be his first full free agency. You know, and then of course the draft again. How good, you know, that you know, time will only tell how good, you know, that this next year's draft is if that was another success or not. But um, can we land um, a big name quarterback? You know, or is he going to say, "Hey, that's too steep"? Or I'm not trading away five years worth of first round picks. You know, I what, what they're asking for. But
0: so okay, so we we both agree on Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. Top tier, echelon. Um, you know, I had someone else say to me today. Well, what about Deshaun Watson? I'm like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that circus. No, uh, but what about uh, what about Jimmy G?
1: Um, he's a slight improvement over Teddy Bridgewater, but he's this not really gonna. Point. He, his ceiling is 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 a little bit better than Bridgewater. Like we've seen what he's done and that's pretty much what he is and who he is. And he's been in the league long enough that, um, you know, I don't think he's going to have any breakout and push it to the next level or something, you know, yeah, now I'd say this, you know, he's way better quarterback than I'll ever be, but.
0: Wow. <laughs> uh, oh, damn it. What is his name? Why do I always do this?
1: Um, Ooh, Drake's comment. Jimmy G just injured today. Broken hand and torn hand muscles.
0: Never mind. So long, Jimmy G. So long. Bye-bye. Bye. Uh, 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 Minshew. Minshew is a better quarterback than you and me. Let's face well, it. Well,
1: yes. Yeah. And I think he's better than Teddy Bridgewater.
0: Really? Yeah, I do. Would you yep. take Would you take Minshew over uh, Drew Locke? Hmm... I feel like he has a slight edge only because he's been in the league, what a couple years longer. Longer, but and and the mustache—I got to give him the mustache. Well, yeah, he gets, <laughs> he gets points for the mustache. That's for sure. And you if know. he and if he brings the mullet back, I'm giving him more points. Well, yes,
1: that's an additional, that's a, that's an automatic. You got the job, kind of. A thing. <laughs> um, you know, you, you still don't know where Duloc's ceiling is. You, you don't, you know. Um, That's the question is what can he do with a competent coaching staff and a a solid line around him, uh, some consistency around him. Um, I I would say that Drew Locke's ceiling isn't much higher than where he's currently at, but if he can throw, you know, or if he can uh, be a quarterback in multiple consecutive games without throwing interceptions, that would be, be a huge, huge turnaround for him. You know, and
0: absolutely. And, uh, and thanks Drake. Yeah. It was a nice thought while I had it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good effort. Good effort. We'll give you an A there.
0: Um,
1: so I don't know, man, it's, it's going to be interesting the next, um, few weeks, of course, we'll see where the Broncos land in the draft order, at least uh, barring any trades. Um, black Monday, will be here before you know it. We'll find out very quickly whether or not Fangio is going to come or go. Um, I think Uh, we're like 12
0: or 13 right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, and if we lose the next two, it's, I don't think we'll even be in the top 10. I think we'll be like 11 or something at best. Um, So it's not worth, you know, I hope nobody out there says we need a tank for a better draft pick. You're going to get maybe a couple better draft picks. Like,
0: I will slap. Oh, according to this, we're sitting at 11.
1: No, interesting. Okay. Well, it's just, still, like,
0: just, just behind the Atlanta Falcons at ten.
1: Okay, so that's not terrible. Um, but you could be in a position where you trade that away. Um, there you go. Yeah.
0: Uh, only time will tell, uh, ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yep. So, Free agency in March or April. I gosh, have to check.
0: It feels like it's so far away.
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs>
0: You know, once once uh once our uh, our playoff hopes are shot, it's like oh, it's gonna be a long six months.
1: Let's see here. Um, Black Monday, January tenth. Um, Pro Bowl, nobody cares about. Combine is March one through seven. Franchise tag deadline, March eighth, and then NFL free agency begins March sixteenth. So. You know, Mark your calendars. March 16th is going to be the day. Uh, that well, really, and I would imagine,
0: I would imagine 16th, that 17th, they got an
1: 18th. Those are the big days that any big moves are going to happen.
0: I would imagine that we got to have a head coach picked and in place oh, yeah. well before then.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that's because other teams are going to be making offers to you know head coaches they want as soon as they possibly can. So, um, you know, it has to be, it's the super bowl is what middle of February. Um, you can expect the Broncos if they went that route to have a new head coach by early March. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. I would, I would, I would hope that first week in March we would have somebody in place, but
1: yeah. And then all season programs begin April 4th. So, um, Yep, And then the draft, April 28th through
0: the 30th. Well, like I said, only time will tell, and we just kind of have to root for our team because, you know, we ain't no bandwagoners. and We're
1: close. We really are. We are close to being a competent team. We have the talent. We have the pieces. We just need leadership. That's yeah. That's what's killing us is leadership from the top down, man. Um, leadership, I swear to God, if Bowles
0: gets another freaking penalty, I'm duct taping his hands to his nipples.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a conversation for podcast.
0: What was that one penalty that he got that even I was like, yeah, I was like, like, are you kidding me?
1: No. It was like his pinky got
0: stuck on the face That was a
1: ticky tack call. You know, there was no movement of the head. You know, he barely touched the guy's face and brought his hand right back down. You know, it was, it was incredible. I
0: want to see back. better officiating.
1: Well, until the NFL, you know, makes their refs um, full-time employees, they're not going to get better officiating. This is what this is what you get. The NHL has full-time offici- officials, uh, NBA, pretty much every other major sport pays their refs full-time salaries. And they are- Yo, Goodell!
0: Figure it out.
1: No, Goodell's not going to do it. You're going to need a new commissioner before that becomes a topic they actually consider. (sighs) But you have all these problems with officiating, make them full time. You know,
0: Uh, let's make sure that we save that bit that I just did. So when it does happen,
1: there you go, we'll save it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Hey everyone. Remember that uh, we have a ton of other content. Uh, Monday night, orange weekly after dark starts after um, Monday night football, Tuesday night bourbon Broncos, no BS, 7 p.m. mountain time. We also got this post-game podcast and the pre-game podcast. You can listen to those uh either on YouTube, if not iTunes, Spotify, Google Play Stitcher. We also got the Tailgate Talk, which happens one hour before kickoff. Uh, and then the original live Broncos halftime show, which is the Orange Weekly Halftime Hash. We are live every halftime for every Broncos game. Um tons of broncos content and uh you may think that uh just because the off season comes around you're not gonna hear from us that is not the case we still try to stay somewhat active uh we do take a little bit of a breather ourselves because it keeps us pretty busy during the season but um, you know you'll hear from us you know before um free agency as like a a pre-free agency if you will right in the beginning of it a post free agency recap uh, same for the draft, uh, so on and so forth. You know, if there's any major breaking news, we'll be doing shows and podcasts and stuff to kind of cover any breaking news, and there might be a lot of it this uh, this offseason as well. We also do some fun shows every now and then, like uh, trivia nights and stuff, just a just a way to hang out and uh, not just with each other, but you all as the listeners as well. So make sure you're following our Facebook page, um, uh, facebook.com/slash. I think it's Broncos Orange Weekly. Um, also, youtube.com/slash/c/slash/orange uh, weekly pro- uh, podcast. Um, uh, Twitter and Instagram are at Orange Weekly. Pretty much, you can find us everywhere. So, uh, just uh, make sure you uh, like, subscribe, give us a five-star rating, please. That helps us out a ton. Uh, let us know what you think of the show, give us any feedback, and um, you know, cause we're always trying to make the show better for you all of the listeners. So for everybody who watched while we were live today, thank you for tuning in Daniel and Drake were the two names that we saw today. So appreciate both of you, Rob, I appreciate you as always, man.
0: Hey, Kevin, no problem. I appreciate you. I appreciate everybody on the orange weekly crew. I appreciate everybody that listens, uh, watches my dumbass ass beyond here that, uh, you know, I am fortunate enough to, to be able to join you guys. And, uh, I definitely look forward to everything that we got coming in the future. So uh, be on the lookout. We are working on Orange Weekly merch as well. Uh, So, you know, we've got some things in the works. So uh, keep coming back. And uh, like like Kevin said, give us a like, follow, subscribe, turn the notifications on, and uh, things can only get better from here. Exactly. They
1: sure can. Okay, everyone, uh, take care. Enjoy the rest of your night. And, Rob, I think nothing else to say other than a strong – Go Go Broncos. Broncos. Take care, everyone. Orange Weekly. Fans, brews, and Broncos news.